host. Hello, everybody. It's Dr. Sophie. How are you? With our weekly podcast. Hope everyone's doing fine. Had a good week. And you're listening to these podcasts because we are giving you really great information. And we're getting a lot of great information, both from our experts and also from our callers, our voicemails, and our emails. So I appreciate all that support, and I hope it's helping everybody. Last week, we talked about sympathy and empathy and what are they, how do they impact our lives, what do we do if we don't have them, and how do we get them, and all those kinds of interesting things. So that would really be a great thing for you to listen to because it's amazing how many people I treat or come in contact with or issues that I'm dealing with with patients or other people that sympathy and empathy are really a piece of it that's missing in their puzzle. And so when you bring their attention to it or you show them and you start to connect a lot of that for them and giving them the abilities to find it and attain it, it's amazing what sympathy and empathy can do when it becomes part of your everyday life. So really take a listen to that podcast because it's very interesting. But today we're talking about something very interesting as well. The combination, the distinction, the difference, the need of a hero versus a role model. It's always been a question that whenever I ask anybody, whether I'm doing an evaluation or just in everyday life or talking to small children especially, who their hero is or who their role model is or why do they like so-and-so or why do they follow this kind of music or that sports figure or whatever it is, nobody really has a clear answer. And then I ask the parents and they don't have a really clear answer either. So I think it's really very important for us to understand why do we find people that we look up to? What is the meaning of that? Is it important? Is it a vital piece of our development of ourselves as people or as we parent our children? So we're going to have an expert on today to talk about some of the meanings of that. What is a role model? What is a hero? Where do we find them? What are they for? What do they help us with? And if we don't have them, how to get it or are we okay without it? So we're going to be talking heroes and role models today. one 855 now or one 767 4966 Every caller will get a free copy of my book, Side by Side, the Mother-Daughter Conflict Resolution Book, and you know you need it. So we'll be talking to you soon. So I want to talk a little bit about what is a role model, what is a hero? Are they the same? Is, it, is one, if you have one, do you need the other? And it's very important to understand the distinction because they're, they're close in what they mean and, and how they are similar, but they're also very different. And I think we're going to get clarity from our expert today, but I want to talk a little bit in general about a hero is somebody that we look up to because of some act that they have done, whether it's an act of strength or it's an act of endurance or it's an act. And a role model is somebody who doesn't necessarily have has to have done something, but has achieved something. So that's where they're similar because somebody has done something to gain them that ability of labeling hero or role model. But the thing that they have done is different. And in a hero, it's actually some kind of strength or some kind of activity-like behavior, where in a role model, it could be somebody who has just persevered through a tough situation or somebody who has attained a certain degree or, or is a community leader of some sort. So it's interesting to see the distinction between the two, the similarities between the two, and then we're going to talk to an expert to find out, do we need them? What do they do? What's the difference? And does it matter? So one eight five five sophie now one eight five five seven six seven four nine six six. So joining me today on my podcast of Heroes versus Role Models is a very 
special guest. Her name is Dr. Marilyn Price Mitchell. She's a developmental psychologist and fellow at the Institute for Social Innovation at Fielding Graduate University in Santa Barbara, California. She consults with nonprofit youth organizations, speaks at conferences, and studies how young people learn to become engaged in school and life. And wow, we need that. Marilyn is the co-founder and president of the National Parent Net Association, which is a nonprofit whose 15-year mission has been to improve family engagement, key piece of life in education and increased collaboration between parents, teachers, and communities, because if it doesn't translate, it doesn't work. And you know, that's so key. I want to talk to her about that. She's passionate about developing internal strengths in children that engage their identities as citizens. Wow, I can't wait. And as we all will hear today, her research that she does shows that heroes, role models, and mentors play a significant role in the development of the strengths of these children. So that's what we really want to see. Why do we need a hero? Why do we need a role model? How, do that, how does that translate into making a solid citizen? Marilyn writes a column about positive youth development for psychology today and is working on a book, Beyond Good Grades, helping young people learn from the inside out. She joins me today from Bainbridge Island near Seattle, Washington. Marilyn, are you there? I am. Hello. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time today. I want to talk to you a lot. You do a lot of great work. (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited about the work I'm doing. You should be. How did you get into it? Oh, my. Uh, You know, it's been um, a lot of years. I I worked for Corporate America for many years and Ah. uh, found that a lot of uh, young people who were coming up into the corporate world didn't have the kind of uh, skills that uh, needed to get them successful in the workplace. Yeah, like their foundation. Their foundation, yep. So I decided to make a shift from organization development to human development and and, uh, went back and uh, got a degree in that. And uh, now I'm off doing some really fun things. Good for you. You know, I think it's so important to talk about strengths of people in general, but especially in children, because many times people bring children to me to see and they don't see anything other than what they're there for as that symptom or that problem. And, you know, Johnny isn't sleeping or Johnny can't do this or whatever. Right. But it's, you know, when I turn it around and I show them that we're going to do a strength-based model here, we're going to find out what is strong about Johnny and we're going to build on that foundation. It's a whole way, a different way of thinking for people. Absolutely. And I think that so often particularly, and I know you work with teenagers as well, uh, that, you know, by the time um, kids get to their teen years and they've got issues, we, we should have been um, giving them the foundation for the those inner character strengths and uh, and so forth as they, you know, in elementary school. Well, absolutely. It's, like, it's not exactly the easiest thing to do to go back and do that. So um, it's about development from birth to death, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. in, in that developmental process, tell me what your vision is and what your thinking is about a, a role model versus a hero. Of course, for some, I think that they can be very similar. But here's what, what I think some of the differences are and how I talk about heroes particularly and role models. I really think that heroes play a wonderful role for elementary school children, and not that they don't, not that we all don't have heroes. Right. But in the early years, when parents read to their children, right. when they watch television and movies together, there are always heroes in those programs or in those books. And, that and, pop- 
yeah. I'm sorry, how do we define a hero? Is that somebody who wins? No, not necessarily. It's really some, it's, it, you know, a hero is kind of whoever we're drawn to that shows us kind of the way. In many respects, heroes are those people who show us how to overcome obstacles. Ah, so they're not always winners. No, they're not always winners. So, but somehow they draw on deep personal strengths to get them out of difficult situations. Like, give me an example. Well, the classic hero's journey from mythology, for example, you know, a hero might go out into the, you know, they they have a call to adventure. And, and, you know, you can just kind of picture this with any kind of a book or movie where they're trying to slay the dragon, right, 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 back, right. you know, but they have to muster up the courage or maybe they have to deal with being dishonest and that now they have to kind of come clean with what... So there's always sort of a struggle that it's a it's a human struggle. So it's and an inner strength struggle. It's an inner strength struggle, and then uh, usually some helpers come along to kind of give them some insights, or you know, say, "Have you thought about this?" or "Have you thought about that?" And that's actually where our mentors and role models come into the that hero's journey. It's that's so interesting that you say that because that's that's the subtle psychology underneath a story that it many is. many of our parents are reading to their children and don't even realize exactly. what they're teaching. And so it's so key to understand that though it might be a dragon they're slaying, there's so much more going on in there because that person is digging deep within themselves and then they're relying on other people and they have to be right. strong and deal with the fear that they have and take the information from others and utilize it and, and value it. And it's just invaluable, really, what comes out of this kind of stuff. Well, it is. And when you watch movies with your kids and you see, you know, at the, at the end, you know, so many people, as you say, they don't really know what they're watching. Right. But, you know, at the end of a movie or at the end of the book, to just be able to have a conversation yeah. and, and to say, you know, what was That's it so about cute. that person that you really appreciated that just jumped out? that you felt was such a, a strength that they had. And, and, you know, maybe it was that they had wisdom or they had courage or they, uh, they fought for justice. Right, or, right, you right. Know, or someone forgave someone for something. Whoa, and, you and, know. and if your child doesn't necessarily get that concept of wisdom or whatever, right. that's really a great time to really go exactly. deeper and explain it. Exactly. So and then, cool. and then you know, the other piece of that is that trying then to teach these different character strengths to your child through that kind of interaction around movies and books is to be asking them, well, how is that like you? You know, how is that hero like you? And what, you know, to try to link maybe what that, right. what that child has done. Like, right. oh, you know, you just showed courage um, and strength courage the yeah. other day, you know, and, and I really appreciated that or that was, um, you know, that was really awesome. <laughs> so connecting the dots for them in their daily life. Exactly. And I think that's a, a, a piece that parents don't do enough of because we're not, we're really trying to teach kids how to articulate these character strengths so that they know the strengths that they have and the right. strengths that they want to strive to have. Right. And they can identify them within themselves or the lack thereof and exactly. go out and attain it. Exactly. And, and I think many parents mean well when they tell their children, oh, you're, you know, I'm proud of you and I'm, you know, that was wonderful. But I think deeper 
and in going deeper into the meanings of what is actually you're proud of that they did because they showed courage or they they stood up or they, you know, right. respected somebody or whatever it is. Right. And that brings up a, a really good thing. Um, I don't know if you've heard about uh, Carol Dwick's research at Stanford yes. around yes. Uh, praise, because that's exactly what she found is that when we praise children and so many parents say, what you just said, you know, I'm so proud of you, or what a good job. That kind of praise doesn't really do anything for kids. It really needs to be more specific and, and to be, you know, I'm really proud of the courage that you showed today. So identify the trait. Identify the trait and get kids to really understand their internal strengths as they're growing up. But what do we tell parents who say, well, I don't know how to do that? I think one of the first things is maybe to sit down and make a list of all of the kinds of strengths that you feel are important to your family. Is honesty important? Is teamwork important? Is perseverance? You know, all of the things that think about what's important for your family. And then when you've got this list, start teaching your kids what they all mean and then start praising them when you see them right. hap- happening in their lives. Right. Yeah, I mean, because I think it's very difficult sometimes for parents to even identify and give words to some of these things because they may not know always what perseverance really means. So exactly. I think understanding those the definitions, actually, and, and really then being able to see it and identify it in themselves or in their children or, or right. how that translates. There's a very good resource online. I don't know if you've ever heard of the VIA Institute on Character. Yes. That particular website is wonderful. They've really done a lot of research on on these character strengths, and they have various, um, I don't know how many, they may be 30 of them, but it's a great place to go yeah. to really get a sense of what they are. Right. I mean, you know, just asking people what virtue is, many people don't even know. Exactly. These, these things have fallen to the wayside, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this topic to the forefront a little bit, because I think it's such a vital, basic tool that we kind of don't either value or we've lost sight of, but it is such the building block of a foundation of a solid human being. It, it most definitely is, and, and for some reason, we're more in tune to talking about what grades and test scores our kids get exactly. in, in, in uh, math and science instead of, um, our, you know, do they have perseverance, do they have initiative and, and, and courage and, and wisdom, and, and those are all things that lead to a life of well-being uh, exactly. that, that we all hope for our kids. So true or false, would you say that having your child build those inner strengths would come more from what people would look at as the old-fashioned ways kids play, like outside in the dirt and the sand versus in front of a video game or those kinds of things or a computer? <laughs> that's oh, a setup, by the way. you a very difficult question, <laughs> yeah. one that's really a, a, certainly a hot topic these days. Yes, it is. You know, I'm not one of these people who is so traditional and set in my ways that I don't think that kids can't learn from being in front of a computer screen. Right. I also think that, and have learned through my own research, that kids learn, they really internalize these things when they have face-to-face relationships with people. Right. It doesn't mean that they don't learn other things from the Internet. And they certainly can learn things 
through games on the internet about critical thinking and various ways to prioritize and, and, and you know and, strategize yeah. and that, and those are all important things right but in terms of the people skills right then in order to learn people skills i really believe that you need to be in face to face relationship with people exactly and so being out with your friend digging in the sandbox interacting with your peers is a very high value would you say Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yes. Tell me something. What would you say then is really the difference between a hero and a role model then? Is there any difference or Well, not? a role model, as I said, when you think about a hero, a hero really is someone who does show us how to overcome obstacles. Kind of, They show us how to slay the dragons in life. Right. So that's the activity. They that's do more the activity. activity. And so as we watch that, we see that process. Right. And that's what that gives us, is, is to see heroes be able to succeed and overcome, even though they may not be the winner in the end, but they've, they've accomplished something deep inside. So the role model, and, and I also have to add mentor to this, because yeah, in yeah. my own research, uh, and I did research with college kids who I studied their life stories, and these were kids, and I shouldn't even call them kids, they were young adults, right. <laughs> <laughs> who reflected on their growing up years, and these were young people who were highly engaged in their communities. So they, right. they had a great deal of initiative, a great deal of passion, and um, what I found is that they had an interesting idea that role models were people who inspired them, basically. Uh -huh. They could be anyone. They could be a teacher. They could be uh, someone who was just an everyday human being that right. did something that really inspired them. And, they, and, and then, you know, inside you think, I really want to be like this person. So you carry that inspiration with you. Got it. But a mentor was something that actually all of these kids had, and they had them during their high school years, during that, you know, those pivotal years where adolescents are developing their identities. Right, right, right. And what these mentors did, and they could be aunts, uncles, but they couldn't be parents. Okay? Why? So, Why? Well, the, what we found in the, in the research is that Children need non-parent mentors during adolescence in order to form a belief in themselves. Oh, tell me more. Okay. So um, self-efficacy, what we call self-efficacy, which is very different than self-esteem, studied by Albert Bandura from Stanford. Right. He found that in order for a child to grow up to... Uh, believe that they can actually be successful or change the world or whatever it is that you grow up to do, right. that you first have to believe in yourself. And that self-belief is one of the key things that young people must develop as they grow into adulthood. And is there a, an age, that critical age, that if it doesn't critical happen? Age is adolescence. Okay, so if it yeah. hasn't happened by then, worry? Worry. Absolutely. You know, if your kids don't believe in them, and let me just say a word about self-esteem versus self-efficacy. Self-esteem is so overrated. <laughs> it's like kids feel, you know, 
basically self-esteem is feeling good about yourself. Right, right. You know, parents and family today, they're over the top about making kids feel good about themselves. Like, wow, you know, you're, you've done such a great job. Again, without being the specific about what they're doing, Right. it's over and over again this praise, this praise that makes kids like, wow, I'm really great. But they really don't believe that they're great. They just have this kind of an ego sense of being like, I'm really cool type of thing. Right. But what self-efficacy, which is the belief in self does, is that it really instills in these kids a belief in their ability to do and to accomplish what they want to accomplish. And let me tell you how that happens, which might be a better explanation. The kids that I spoke with talked to me about five or six things that these mentors did for them in high school and all said that they were things that their parents couldn't do for them because they know that their parents think that they're great already. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> they need other people to think that they're really worthwhile human beings. Because that's what's going to build the content of self-efficacy. Yes. Yeah, because otherwise self-esteem is just an inflated compliment. It, it is. It's an empty. So these kids, as they described the people who really mentored them in high school, they talked about being supported and encouraged. They talked about being listened to, even though that their ideas might have been off the wall or they were listened to without judgment. Right. And then also these, these mentors really helped these kids set high expectations. They pushed them. How? They encouraged them to take another step, to go, you know, you think you can't do that? Yes, you can do that. You can do that because I've seen you do this and this and this. So it's like people who are kind of on the sidelines saying it's almost like a cheerleader. Exactly. Without the... um, Pom-poms. Yeah. And and without all the complexity that parent-child relationships have, right? Right. Or that cheerleaders have. Yeah. And then they also, they, they showed interest in these kids as individuals separate from their academics or their civic activities right. or their music or their sports. Sometimes I think parents get so wrapped up into only being there when their child is failing or, you know, oh, they didn't get an A. So now they're listening <laughs> or they really want them to excel right. in something. So they're, so they're there for that. But these mentors took on these kids because they believed in the kids. Right. And they also helped them foster their own decision-making. So as they struggled between who they were, you know, outside, they're not their parents. Right. So who are they? Right. These people were there to listen to um, who they were and provide them with different perspectives during problem solving. So I was actually pretty blown away with, I had uh, 44 young people in this study from 22 states and a very diverse group of kids from very low income to very high income. There wasn't really anything that that they were um, similar about other than the fact that every single one of them had an adult mentor in high school yeah, and they said, 
they would not have been the same without young people without them. You know, many, and that's so interesting because many parents would maybe hear this and say, well, does that mean that there was no role for me? But I think what we have to distinguish is the fact that a child has feelings toward their parent and vice versa. Right. Where they're very different between this mentor or role model, would you say? Yes. And those feelings sometimes get in the way, which they're supposed to, I guess, and that's just the innate nature of a parent-child relationship. Yes. But without them in the way, the integration of a lot more can happen. Exactly. And I think that the important thing for parents to understand is that parents can be tremendous role models. And, you know, role models basically go about living their values. Exactly. And, and when you live your values, uh, you can inspire your kids, and they see how you live your life. And that's the greatest teaching of all. Um, exactly. In, in fact, all of these kids who were in this study, most of them spoke of their parents in that way, that they were real role models yeah. in their life. And they revered them in a way. Absolutely. But still that role model gave them something different and they got it in a different way because those feelings that are between a parent and a child were not there. Right. The mentor. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. it's important for parents not to feel insecure. There's a separate kind of parent-child relationship. Absolutely. And, and you know, one of the jobs of adolescents is to figure out who you are separate from your parent. Right, which is very difficult if you're only doing it with your parent. Exactly. So I would imagine then you're a high supporter and a big supporter of children having heroes and role models. Absolutely. Okay, so then tell me something. Is it ever too late to ever go out and get one? Maybe you're a 30-year-old or a 40-year-old or, you know, you have older children. Is it too late to help find and identify a hero and or role model in your or your child's life? I don't think it's ever too late. I'm also a real believer in lifelong learning. I think that we used to think that um, all of this had to happen between you know, kindergarten and, right. and high school. Right. We know now that that's not the case, that there is uh, learning beyond uh, high school and college. Right. And so, no, I don't think it's ever too late. In fact, I think that uh, for many adults and, and, and young people, it, as long as they have some, some basic uh, skills to be able to think and critically think about the world around them and, and so forth, that, that there's often opportunities for uh, you know what I what I call transformative learning, which is, you know, you're you can be in a situation and and be faced just like a hero, you know, like a, you can go on your own hero's journey, <laughs> and, and not even know it until you're on it, and not even know it until you're on it, and then when you're there, a mentor will show up, a, a helper, uh, whether it's a mentor or a role model, those people show up in our lives in all different ways and and shapes. Interesting, interesting. How about we take a voicemail from uh, one of our Callers. Sure. Okay. Hi, Dr. Sophie. This is Stephen calling in from Long Island with a question about heroes and role models. I'm curious to get your thoughts on having heroes and role models who come from the movies or even come from comic strips. And I'm, I'm wondering if having a hero or a role model that's fictitious, if that's a good thing because we can emulate the traits, whether they're fictitious or not, or if it's a bad thing because it's basically setting us up for some sort of disappointment because real people aren't necessarily that way, especially when you're talking about cartoon characters or animated characters. 
um, that that's never quite the same as real life. So thanks for your thoughts on this topic. Bye. Interesting. What do you think? Well, I think that uh, heroes and role models can come from comic strips and films and books and everything. Why? Well, because heroes, whether it's a comic hero or a fictitious hero, it emerges out of the human life experience. It's, you know, when you read a novel, do you think that you get anything less from reading a novel than you get from a nonfiction book? I mean, you know, it's the story. I think that humans learn through stories and storytelling. If you, if you watch a, a movie and that story grabs you in some way, right. that's your relationship with that story. So I guess it's not necessarily that you have to live the experience or be connected more humanly connected to the experience. You can assimilate it from a page. Absolutely. I think that those kinds of experiences allow you to begin <clears throat> to process and help define your own story. But then I think then you go outside with real people to do, you know, to practice. You, to practice. Exactly. In fact, I want to mention there's a wonderful book by Dr. Ryan Nemiak. It's, uh, he's a psychologist and he's written a book called Positive Psychology at the Movies using films to build virtues and character strengths. Hmm, interesting. And um, he, in this book, he lists a myriad of movies for children and adults that really, you know, make you think that, that are positively reinforcing in terms of our human development. And our strengths. And our strengths, yeah. Very good. And he divides them into all the different character strengths. So if you're, if you're interested in, in the movies, um, that's a great resource. All right, thank you. And so for our caller, it's, it's really a great thing, whether it's a book or whether it's a movie or whether it's a real human being. Absolutely. Good job. Let's take another one before we wrap up. Sure. Hi, Dr. Sophie. I was calling in today about your topic between the difference of a role model and a hero. You know, a lot of times it's hard for me to differentiate the difference between a hero and a role model and, you know, who I should be looking at as a hero and a role model. So maybe that's something you can help me with because, you know, I'm a high schooler and I've had a lot of trouble with it. So if you could just let me know, that'd be great. Thanks so much. Uh, that's interesting. We covered that. But what do you think? Well, and, and I guess my message to her would be not to worry about the difference between them. Right. Absolutely. And I think that you're. it's imperative to be sure that people don't have to, you don't have to have both, you don't have to pick. No, you don't have to pick. And I think um, for, the, for the young woman in, in high school, what I would say is use your heroes and role models to inspire you and then go out and find an adult, a, a, a teacher, someone in your life who you can talk with about those heroes and role models. But it's important that you just said talk to, not finding somebody who does those things necessarily. Right, okay. right. So Someone who accepts you for who you are, who respects you as, as a person, and who will listen and help walk you through the kinds of issues that just someone to talk with. That's what a mentor is for. Right, exactly. So I have another question before. Again, mm -hmm. I have a lot of questions for you. What do you think? What is your opinion about this? You know, we have heroes and we have role models, but now we have, like, superheroes. Iron Man, Thor. I mean, like, what, why do we take it to that level? Why what, Does that have any meaning, any impact, or should we just see them as, as, you know, part of the hero group? 
I think that, yeah, I, I mean, heroes and superheroes, you know, that's the media. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a, a business, uh, basically. Yeah, yeah. I don't pay much attention to those myself. Um, but, you know, they do, honestly, I mean, they do impact children. Yes, um, yes. And, and certainly, even these superheroes, when you, you look closely at these movies, and honestly, I don't watch them, so I, I can't even give you an example. Right. They all have uh, strength of character, and right. I think if you can get down to that. Yeah, see, that's my concern, that you get waylaid by the big muscles and the right. roaring and all that. Yeah, and, it, and then it just becomes entertainment. That's my point. So do they distract? I think they can if you allow them to. I mean, that's one of the things parents, I think, need can, to, they need can to do. be very helpful right. with. To bring it down to the basic level yeah. of what that hero is about. Right. Got I mean, it. was it all? Was it just all of this graphic stuff going on, or you know, like, wow, you know, what was it about that giant, right. <laughs> uh, weird guy? You know, what did he do in the end that really made him a lovable character, or really made you hate him? Right, right. So right? Dr- drill it down, drill it down to those Absolutely. core elements of you know what that person did. Yeah. And one more quick, quick question: What if parents don't like? the role model and or hero that their children are focused on? Well, that's, that's always a great question. I think that you have to allow your children to develop their own role models and heroes. Okay. <laughs> Even if it makes you hot under the collar? Yeah, okay. I think so. But then that gives you an opportunity to have a great conversation with your kids about what makes you uncomfortable with that hero and why do they like that hero? So, you know, those are the rich conversations that families should be having. So they're great teaching moments. They're, I, do, I think they're great teaching moments. So for parents to look at themselves about what's not comfortable for them and then sharing that with their child and also finding out from their child what is connecting them to that person. Absolutely. Very and, good. Yeah. One of the keys here is that to try to develop open environments in your homes rather than closed environments. So um, an open environment honors your child's feelings and yours, and you're able to discuss that. And a closed environment is when parents say, you know what, that's not the kind of role model I want you to have. And it's just, I don't even want you to watch that program anymore. I think you have to have deeper conversations than that. Yeah, because otherwise you're going to have a feeling from that child that doesn't ever get resolved but comes out in a different way. Right. And it comes out sometimes even when they leave home and go to their dorm room for the first time. It does. And and that's the most important thing parents need to see, that those early discussions that don't really go full and deep really translate into a lot of stuff and behaviors and rebellions and anger that, that can derail a young person's life. Oh, I think you're you're absolutely right. So I am talking to Dr. Marilyn Price Mitchell. I really appreciate your time and your expertise. Where can we find you? Well, you can find me um, online at uh, mpricemitchell.com. It's easy to contact me from there. Right. And I'm also on Twitter at Dr. Price Mitchell. We'll be touching base with you. Thank you. It was so nice to talk to you. I Thank appreciate you. the opportunity. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That was a really great conversation. That was uh, Dr. Marilyn Price Mitchell, who is a developmental psychologist, does a lot of research in children and their strengths, the development of their strengths, the purpose and focus of a role model and a hero in a child's life and guiding parents to really understand the meanings of that. So it was really very informative. And I think the 
the most important takeaway for today on a role model and a hero is at the end of the day, whether you're reading a book or you're watching a movie or your child is mentored by someone, you need to have discussions with your children about what it is about that person or about what they've seen in their hero on the television or in the book that they just got done reading that they enjoy and that they connected with so that you can drill that discussion down to the characteristics of that hero or that role model that the child or you see as important and then identify those same characteristics in that child or you so that you can bring it to your own life. And it's really drilling it down past the editing and the, you know, the flashy clothes or whatever it is on the, on the screen or in the book or the role model or the mentor. The point is to get and drill down to the characteristics that make that person who they really are and why they're so compelling and then see how those characteristics are built within yourself or your child. That's the purpose of a hero and a role model. So very interesting, lots of conversations, talk to your child, teach your child, and really be able to have open conversations. So a role model and a hero, that was today's topic. We always want to hear from you, one eight five five sophie now or one eight five five. 767-4966, and every caller will get a copy of my book for free, side by side. Thank you to all my listeners and callers for today's show. Podcasts are available on my website at www.drsophie.com. Please call me whenever you need to talk, one eight five five sophie now or one eight five five seven six seven four nine six six. Again, my book, Side by Side, you can get it off my website or any bookstore, amazon.com, definitely. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook, and visit iTunes to download the full version of Andy Grammer's Keep Your Head Up. And please, don't forget to sweep. But you gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down.